listeners, this is producer Drew. We just want to let you know that this episode has a content warning, the complete text of which is available in our show notes. So if you feel comfortable, please continue listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Cheers. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and if anything sounds different today, it's because I moved my podcasting setup into the living room so I can lounge on the sofa, munch on some popcorn, and sip a cool, refreshing Topo Chico. Why do I need popcorn, you ask? Well, it's because we have something really special planned for you today. But first, let's introduce my partners in crime, the Mo and Curly to my Larry, the other two guys in Foster the People to my Mark, they are... Ah, always <laughs> excruciating. Did did you just Ru- call yourself Mark Foster? Uh, yeah. Are, are you mad about it? You getting big mad, Pedro? No, not mad. Confused. <laughs> <laughs> I do have uh, a beautiful bum puzzled. Bum, fu- <laughs> bum puzzled. <laughs> oh man. Well, so, I'm Ryan, music connoisseur, and I guess the <laughs> the bassist to foster the people. <laughs> And I'm Pedro, the mixologist, and I suppose the drummer. Yeah, I'm actually not sure what instruments they play in that band, but I think that's pretty accurate. Um, Anyway, uh, so thank you guys for joining me. We have something really special for our listeners today. Who remembers the beginning of quarantine? Pedro's raising his hand. We did not know how we were going to continue this show after we weren't able to meet in person. And we tried a little something first before we found uh, your favorite show format, Century Club, and we decided to do it again. This is our second installment of Quarantunes and Tumblers, where we share drinks while we watch music-themed movies. And today, we are doing one that came out a little bit earlier this year, but that everyone was talking about for like two weeks. So uh, in in keeping with... um, with our our theme like we are behind the times yet again but we're gonna do it we're going to watch the music box documentary about woodstock 99 but before we do that we have to catch up a little bit we took a week off um and we need to uh tell tell each other what we've been listening to uh who wants to go first i've been like um saving a lot more like i've been going on spotify and saving a lot more friggin tiktok songs (laughs) <laughs> like they're so catchy and they just i like oh. all the ones that have so you know, robot you have voices like... and then are clearly just like <laughs> you know stock music those are my favorite oh yeah but like you, you know how like when you get it stuck in your head and you have to like listen to it until it's gone till you're sick of it um like there's a song it's called like twininum on there that i've been like obsessed with and there's like a uh i can't remember what the other one is but the tiktok music has been just invading my brain I found a great compilation of songs only from 1969. Super sick. And uh, there's one called All Night Drinker by a group called Fat Mattress. The fuck did you call me? 
<laughs> All night drinker or fat mattress? <laughs> Either or. <laughs> Double um, homicide. You insulted me twice, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a highlight. I just love finding those nuggets from that time. So that's what I got on. There's a lot of good stuff on TikTok. Maybe too much, though. Yeah. This is Way why I still much. refuse to get a TikTok. You know, Instagram did reels, and now I don't have to go anywhere else. It's not as good, but hey, this is from the guy who is eating the Trader Joe's knockoff Takis, which I think are just as good so that I don't have to go and find normal Takis. And that's how I feel sounds about like Instagram. A, <laughs> sounds like a load of, load of shit to me. Because <laughs> it's super Anyways, hard to find yes. regular there's one, like real there's Takis anywhere in L.A. <laughs> So I had this one actually queued up a, a couple of times, but then we had like some schedule changes, so I never got to talk about it. But I found this uh, SoundCloud rapper or TikTok rapper. I don't remember where he came up on. It's just internet. Like these these kids spawn in the, the, the deepest depths of the internet like spores, and then they become popular. But this guy, he goes by Swaco, and he like released this EP that was all like, kind of like the the i mean i enjoyed it but it's like the worst of like internet trap where it's just like you know gravelly voices like corpse and like just talking about fucking all the time and like i mean that's fine i like it but he did what all these kids are doing now and he met travis barker and his his music completely changed the way i can describe it best is um uh a day to remember with trap drums i really like his song um paralyzed which starts with kind of just like this normal uh trap verse and then he just starts screaming over like heavy guitars and and just like you know that that heavy bass pedal that just goes dum 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 like the way that post hardcore used to in the mid to late 2000s so i dig it it's again one of my guilty pleasures i think but like you know uh i'm leaning into those all the time uh listen to swaco feel no shame no shame well, anyway, listeners, if you have a track, album, or artist that you think we'd enjoy, send them our way at tunesandtumblerspod at gmail.com. If we dig the vibe, we just may feature them in this segment. And you know what? I think I had that written down a long time ago, and I haven't been saying it, but I think that we should start doing that more often. Yeah, you can, also you, you can also DM us on Instagram. It's probably easier if you're under 40. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> I am really excited about this movie. I've actually uh, been very interested in the idea of Woodstock 99. I think it's like, you know, Gen X's Altamont, which I don't know. Do you <laughs> do do our listeners like does our demo know about Altamont or even give Woodstock us some, 99? Give, a, give us some exposition, Anthony. OK, so Woodstock 99 was the nadir of um 90s rock and roll uh according to some folks it was this music festival that was supposed to be it's by the same organizers that did the original woodstock festival in 69 and they were like okay it's been 30 years we're gonna do like this big festival at an air force base and we're going to invite artists that are currently popular and it was a wreck it is one of the most notorious uh, music festival disasters of all time and so much so that hbo sought to do a documentary um 
So you know yeah. something. You know something's really a disaster when we decide to capitalize on it. Oh yeah, like all those Firefest documentaries. <laughs> I couldn't get enough of them. Oh, I know they were addicting. Oh my gosh, it's like it's like picking at a zit. You know, you just wanna you wanna get in there. <laughs> yes, completely. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's bad for you, but you can't help it. Mm-hmm. So this is part of a, a series. It's called Music Box. It's supposed to be six episodes long. This is just the first one. It's created by Bill Simmons, who um, did a documentary about Andre the Giant. Um, it's kind of like a companion piece of sorts or like a spiritual successor to um, 30 and 30, the, uh, the, the ESPN documentaries. But, you know, um, I, I don't know how that connects, really. But that, that's all I know about it. I'm I'm excited to get into it. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've thought about Woodstock 99. So the way that Quarantunes and Tumblers works is that this is a commentary that you can play over this documentary. So come on this journey with us. If you have HBO, log in, find the Music Box episode about Woodstock 99. We'll do a little countdown and then we'll all watch it together. It can be like we're all in the same room even though no one actually knows where the Tunes and Tumblers headquarters is. It's... Uh, and they never will. Yep. It's in one of those liminal spaces between dimensions in uh, <laughs> a, 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 an ethereal desert of the mind, as um, our friend Devin Henry might say. It's in, it's in that room at the, the uh, Krusty Krab where they store all the Krabby Patties, that huge vault. <laughs> That's where it is. So so hey listener this this is this is producer Drew I'm oh, here as well Drew what are you doing on the microphone who gave him a so, microphone <laughs> uh, Drew you were told so, never to speak uh, <laughs> um, I'm here I guess because this episode was a little bit my idea um, I've seen this documentary uh, and I thought it might be interesting to have the guys you know watch it and talk about it. Um, also I, I like Woodstock 99. I, I like some of the sets, especially if you haven't watched it, like DMX's set from Woodstock 99 is like a really great live performance. You should just watch it. Um, this documentary is interesting and, and equally it's infuriating to me. It, it gets a lot right, but it also gets a lot wrong. I really feel like what happened is they, they kind of throw everything at the wall to see what sticks. And so, uh, some is correct and I don't want to spoil too much, but I would just say some is correct and some is really way off base. <laughs> How uh, so, Drew? I just think that, you know, th when they talk about sort of what happened at Woodstock 99 and that in the way that it was a failure of planning and, you know, people were having heat strokes and dehydration and then, it, of course, it devolves into a riot. Uh... That's pretty much accurate. Like, it was a really badly planned festival. The The plan to have it at an Air Force base was very uh, uh, poorly executed, to say the least. But I, but I also think that when it, when it ventures into to criticisms of the, the culture of new metal, and particularly what it tries to connect that culture to, which is, like, Trumpism, and I guess, like, the modern alt-right, it really it goes off the rails just because... There's so much that happened between Woodstock 99 and like January 6th, 2021 that you really, I don't think you can just draw a straight line there. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, 9-11 happened right after Woodstock 99. Then yeah. we had 20 years of the war on terror. And, and isn't that like, wouldn't that, isn't that way bigger in terms of like things that broke America's brain? I, I think like you're, you're definitely, you, I think that you're on the right track there, Drew. Like, absolutely. Like as, as far as like everything that I know about Woodstock 99, like there is a general misconception about the direction of anger coming from this mostly white, mostly male crowd. And there's a misunderstanding about what new metal was because this was supposed to be like proof positive that new metal was a a a cultural um grease stain you know what i mean <laughs> but i think that they got that all wrong and like i i'm we can definitely talk a bit about that as we get into this documentary but um yeah thank you for that context drew and i also uh, i also like that drew brought up you know that he likes the sets from Woodstock 99 because I feel like you never hear about the music as much as you just hear about what happened. But so, yeah, interesting. Oh, yeah. Look at the lineup. This was actually a killer lineup. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, The Offspring, Limp Biscuit, Kid Rock. <laughs> but I also like James Brown was there. Um, Wyclef Jean, right? Am I, am I wrong about that? I'm sure a lot we of people have to watch are, to find I, out. I, yeah, oh. we have to. We got we got to watch the movie. I forget who was there. I know Green Day was there throwing mud at people. That was fun. <laughs> so, so dear listeners, in a few moments, um, Anthony's going to count down, and then if you're watching the movie with us, when he reaches the end of his countdown and he says "break stuff," <laughs> that's when you're going to press play. <laughs> um, I unfortunately will not be going on this journey with you. Um, like three four three guilty spark in Halo. Uh, I can tell you how to fire this weapon, but I can't do it for you. (laughs) (laughs) Pierogi thought that that was a funny joke, and so he's he's barking his approval. Drew is going to go sit in the corner of his room and think about the fact that he spoke on the podcast and he was explicitly told that he's not allowed to do that anymore. (laughs) No, thank you, Drew, for the prologue. Yes, thank you, Drew. And don't let that commentary put you off seeing that documentary. Like a slow motion train wreck, this is something that has to be seen to be believed. And I've got my Takis and my Topo Chico, and I am 100% happy. How dare you call them Takis, but Mm, yes. Trader Joe's, uh, (laughs) the full name is rolled corn tortilla chips chili and lime flavored. Trader spelled (laughs) T-R-A-I-T-O-R. (laughs) <laughs> i'm just glad that they didn't call this like trader jose like they are they, they have oh, been known God. to do in the past <laughs> that's a whole different podcast and a full two a whole different two hours all right well without further ado let's okay. start this show so, good luck with the movie guys thank you drew, thank you, drew. see you pal all right here we go three two one break stuff Oh my god, is that Kenny G? <laughs> oh, man. Werner Herzog. Herzog. <laughs> 
They used a great, great Instagram filter for this. <laughs> it's funny how shocking images like that used to be. Yeah. It's also sad. Huh? <laughs> Can someone get him some water? <laughs> why did why did they interview him when he was just like tripping balls? I know, he's like What kind of question is that? Are you going to do another one? <laughs> it like had even, even started. started the first one. So annoying. <laughs> so the news has always been like this. <laughs> Good if, to know. If you if you watch the there's a documentary about the original the first Woodstock and it you basically learn that it was amazing that it didn't turn into a complete hell on earth situation. Like they barely pulled it off. And yet, nobody rioted. <laughs> Man, imagine that. Imagine living in that time. <laughs> <laughs> where, where peace and love weren't just, you know, tattoos and Sanskrit on someone's ankle. Got your toilet paper? <laughs> also, you can't, just ask like, a, you can't just ask a question like that. I've got like 2020. Just, it's, it's traumatic. Also, let's just recognize that, like, lit is still lit uh, 20 years later. I, how long have you been waiting to say that? How I long? I had to come up with it. It was, like, from the beginning <laughs> of this song, I, like, was waiting. I'm like, okay, 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 and <laughs> do it. It's, it's true. Still a great song. I refuse to say that it's lit, but it is. Did Lit even did Lit play it, at Woodstock? I'm I think so. not sure. Yeah, I want to say yes. Also, the person doing the subtitles couldn't put Lit, like they didn't have song IDs for that. <laughs> I think they're assuming that everyone not knows what that one. song is. <laughs> they're still they're still like sitting at home like what is it? <laughs> oh yeah, Woodstock '94. I completely forgot to mention that in like the uh the intro no one talks about how woodstock 94 went off without a hitch because it's not sexy we need the violence look at that wacko doll mm. certainly a sign of the time Love this song yeah same <laughs> rest in peace this does make me miss festivals What was the last festival that you went to, uh, Pedro? Mm. If you talk in a documentary, you have to talk <laughs> like this. 
in musical tones. That's how it works. <laughs> That's how you know it's a music documentary. People were here for the time of their lives. <laughs> and like, if you look at the transcript, it's saying nothing. Oh, dear God. Um, when we when we make the Tunes and Tumblers documentary behind the music, it's that's that has to be your tone the whole time, Ryan. <laughs> hey, Pierogi, if you're gonna bark, just come here and watch the documentary with us. Hey, come here. I'm, that's I, what I, the kids I, wanted, Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> we know our audience. I can't remember the last festival I went to. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Anyone remember that when Woodstock 50 was going to be a thing? Everyone was just expecting it to happen, right? Yeah, and then it didn't happen. That's probably for the best. <laughs> I wouldn't say anyone's gotten any less angry since then. Probably a good <laughs> idea not to do it. Perfect. Perfect. Sight. That's perfect. That's perfect. Benghazi. <laughs> <laughs> Completely fake phone call. Jesus. <laughs> I'd like to do Woodstock on this weekend, please. It's going to be great. <laughs> Can you come? Excellent. <laughs> Tell Pierogi we appreciate his opinion, but we don't need his commentary. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Tickets. Now everything's just wristbands. Honestly, like for that town, this must have been really fun. Like how much can possibly happen in Rome, New York that often, you know? The happy version of a mosh pit? Mosh pits <laughs> are happy. Have you ever been in one? Oh, yeah. Have you ever been in a mosh pit? Is yeah. that your question? Well, it, the, whoever just said like it's the happy version of a mosh pit. I'm just like, oh, I see. dude, have you I ever mean, been in a mosh pit? Have you ever been in an angry one? No, I mean like... Because uh, <laughs> they exist. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> that guy, he, it looks like he's remembering Whoa. what happened like in his eyes, like as he was talking. Okay. <laughs> Wait a second. 
what is the Umbilical Brothers? I've never heard of them. Wow. Wait, were they a were they a band? I they were on the lineup. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. So yeah, Angry Mosh Pit. Let me tell you a very quick story. The time I went to Epicenter 2012, um, that the head the headliner was Stone Temple Pilots. There was mm-hmm. Deftones, Bush, uh, Hollywood Undead, and let me tell oh you, these God, were the Hollywood angriest undead. people I've ever seen. They like wow. wanted to kill somebody. It was just bad vibes all around. Uh, there was a trash can on fire at one point. Um, at one point, I was really dehydrated and. If you've ever been, are you to the sure Irvine you weren't at Woodstock '99? Might have been. I was, <laughs> of course, I was nine years old. Um, but it, it was at the Irvine Amphitheater, the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater, and if you're on the grass, it's very steep, uh, very steep mm-hmm. all the way up. And at one point, I just laid down on the grass. I'm like, I need to chill. And then all of a sudden, two wrestling bros bulldozed into me, like from above. They were fighting each other and rolled down the hill right on top of me. <laughs> and that's when I realized that I was done and I didn't want to be there anymore. Anyway, that was the angry, the angry mosh pit was at that show. But that's why I avoid post grunge with every fiber of my being. Mm. Could have told you that. <laughs> I'm just imagining, I'm just imagining like these two guys wrestling and it's like, you know, in the cartoons where it's just a big cloud of dust it was a big rolling cloud of dust. and then it just like sucks you up into it. That's exactly just what happened. Going. Okay. Uh, the peace patrol was the name of the security there. <laughs> I know. It sounds like, uh, it's just the hell's angels it, with different, with different jackets. It almost is like, it's kind of sinister, like uh, joy division, you know, no, which the band joy division took their name from, uh, I think it was the name of, a. Um, Nazi, uh, uh, unit. Uh, apparently. Oh, the, the roots were there. From. Oh shit! <laughs> that is way more sinister than I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt it, you, Ryan. That is it, a really good story. <laughs> I was listening. Really... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good story, uh, Ryan. Sorry, the I roots re- was there. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> Sorry that hap- I ain't reading all that. Uh, sorry that happened to you, or uh, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. He's still on acid. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. Don't, yeah, don't ask him anything. <laughs> it is right now. Isn't it a little ironic to hold a... a- quote peace festival at an air force base (laughs) i wasn't gonna say it someone had to (laughs) (laughs) you'd swear to god this guy has never spoken to people before (laughs) i also like the reveal that he's wearing shorts i like the fact that they're uber short as well yeah, there's like, only there's only enough room for like one big pocket. Can I just say that I want to see a sitcom about these two guys? Because <laughs> Michael is clearly on something, and like his partner just like has to be the one to step in and be like, huh. "Oh, this is what's uh, going on." Twenty. There was a twenty-four hour film festival. I did not know that. That's, That's fucking interesting. Cool. Wonder what that bill looked like. What the fuck? 
That's way too big. <laughs> she said it. Yep. Good but call, we Anthony. said it first. <laughs> yeah, we thought about it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Maureen, but we've already discussed it. Her name is Maureen, right? Did I read that correctly? <laughs> Hell yeah. He looks like him too. He kills children. <laughs> yeah, traps children and uh <laughs> Oh, you know what they they missed an opportunity to do the color inverse there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> It's like when it's like those like deadline stories where the husband kills the wife and it's like <laughs> it's doing like the Ken Burns zoom on like a picture of them and then it bam invert. <laughs> but behind closed doors, damn. <laughs> I love Maureen's shirt. Where the heck are my chips? Did Pierogi steal my chips? I feel like <laughs> the phrase sex, drugs and rock and roll just instantly ages you oh like you're what? you're over 40 if you say that 100 percent. you know in a few years it'll be sex drugs and rap music that's what all the kids are going to be doing i still don't like it <laughs> you kids and your music mmm talkies hippie butts i don't like the way that man was holding that sheep at all <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan. Ooh, live. I think I saw live a few years ago. I think. I'm not sure. Sounds <laughs> memorable. Pierogi, come join the podcast. Don't just stand there. Come here. <laughs> the violence is currently at a low simmer. It's reducing. <laughs> it's getting thick. I could have told you that. You don't oh like Jamiroquai? You don't, you don't like Jamiroquai? Oh my god, it's Andy Dick. Okay, so if this was happening now, that would all be on his Instagram story instead of in a journal. Right. Mako would suck. This documentary really likes showing topless women, and we're only at, what's our time right now? 
I mean, it's a lot of topless women and guy butts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm all for equality. Turn those guys around. Free the peen. <laughs> free the peen. <laughs> free the peen. Let's see it. That's why people were angry. They couldn't get out their <laughs> thoughts and emotions fast enough. They couldn't get it all online for everyone to see. <laughs> it's crazy to me, like, how better cell coverage has gotten at festivals. Because when I went to Coachella in 2012, like, you could mm. not post shit. Oh, yeah. You couldn't call people. Yep. I remember that. Those were dark, dark days. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> wow dexter you're hardcore <laughs> did you hear that he got his know. second jet repossessed a few years ago so punk <laughs> he flew too oh close my god to the sun, dave you know. holmes hey. Wow. Anthony and Sinker Backstreet Boys. Um Backstreet Boys because I've met them and they're tight. They're a bunch Ryan of dads. Ryan and Sinker. Oh, that's right. You've told us that story. Ryan and Sinker Backstreet Boys. Doesn't make it right. <laughs> um Probably NSync. Mount up. What about you? You're the deciding vote, Pedro. Oh, NSync, one hundred percent. No no question. Oh, Pierogi wants to get on the mic right now. He keeps leading closer. So this is really an interesting point that they're making about how Woodstock 99 and their music were like a a cultural um, backlash against pop music. And mm -hmm. I don't think that that's very fair because Korn's debut album like was certified platinum before any of this music came out <laughs> like the, the demand for it was there independent of like uh fighting back against like you know trl's uh you know pop lineup yeah mm, interesting it's also weird to me that like the people who hate who you know are so against you know trl and like pop and all that stuff would care like, why would they give a fuck? Why is everyone so angry at pop music? I don't... I used to be. I think I've talked about this on the show before. Like, there was always a sense that, like, rock music was real music and everything else wasn't. It's okay. Mm, I needed to go through that phase to get where I am now. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> it was necessary. <laughs> <laughs> And they were just trying to get, they were just trying to catch that high again. You can't do that. You can't recreate the moment. I know. <laughs> oh, oh no, I hate that reveal. <laughs> oh, hey. 
I love how he's talking about it like he was there. Is he old enough to have been there? <laughs> no, but remember, he lies about shit. This is true. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I saw it. I saw Carlos Santana. <laughs> yeah, I thought the voice was coming from someone who had, like, attended. I was kind of hoping for Kenny G. <laughs> he doesn't speak. He only he only he only plays. That's his voice. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, Los Lobos played? I didn't know that. Yeah, but yeah, Moby's never umbilical. heard of them. <laughs> the Umbilical Brothers. <laughs> Creed. Oh, the Brian Setzer Orchestra. That was a funny glimpse into that trend, right? Buck Cherry. No, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Buck Cherry's first album. That tracks. This is before Crazy Bitch, Pedro. <laughs> it's amazing what you. This is, Pete, this is pre CB. Yeah. You think they're in his backyard for that interview? <laughs> <laughs> no, he he cleared out an entire coffee house in Silver Lake. <laughs> It also looked like everyone was white. <laughs> oh, this uh, is what Drew, this is what Drew was talking about. Another RIP. Oh, damn, the fact that he sounded like that live is amazing. Dude, that outfit is amazing. Like his voice and like Fat Man Scoop. They get you so hyped. I also find it really interesting that we're seeing this divide between like the music journalists who are like viewing this through the lens of the disaster that happened and the artists mm. who are just like praising the artistry and like what it was like being on stage. Yeah, that's what I was, well, that's what I meant when like when Drew was talking about, you know, watch the sets that they had there. I'm like, no one ever talks about the music part. And I'm sure it was good. I'm sure there were great performances and no one ever talks about it. Ooh. <laughs> oh wow everyone said it that day <laughs> everyone's everyone yeah i was gonna say everyone's saying it back yeah well he was asking people to do it too yeah all i'm saying is no one was right
Okay, that's speculation. Here's an interesting question for y'all. Have you ever listened to an audiobook performed by like a white voice artist and they have to say the N-word? Because <laughs> um, I've, I've had that situation before and they just blast right through it and I'm just like, is that okay to like preserve authorial intent? Yes. Hmm. I don't know. That's tough. I don't think, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard it. I don't think I've ever had to... I mean, I'm not a big book person, so I don't think I've ever had to experience it. But that's... Uh, mm, that's. I mean, maybe if you gray, give a... That's a gray area at best. Precursor. I don't know. If you give a warning of some kind... Uh, that yeah, You know, maybe. that's a good point. Audible, this is on you. We're throwing the ball in your court. Review your <laughs> audiobooks. What is your idea? Also, look what at this planet Woodstock, this? dude. That's one of the bald ones, right? Is that a bald yeah, I think one? That's is that right. Steven? Yeah. That's, I think that's Steve. Yeah. That's, oh my God, did he really <laughs> look like that? <laughs> yeah. Her name is Maureen. I knew it. What is this, like day two? The tan line's already getting intense. God, the way that he says that. Oh, oh man, you guys ever wake up at 2 a.m. watching TV when you were like in middle school to those commercials? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> those Steeled. and then like the Time Life compilations of the greatest love songs. <laughs> or, or buzz ballads. Does anyone remember that commercial? Oh, yeah. Yes. Hmm. Who's that? Jamiroquai. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> Look at the hat. Look at the material. <laughs> he was right. He was right. We stand yeah. Jamiroquai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was like a night terror image. Sleep paralysis <laughs> image. 100%. You know, in, in telling this story, they're not doing a very good job of shifting the tone. It's like, no. oh my god, it was so bad that they were showing all this female nudity, and then like that's all they're showing. It's like a super cut of as many tits as possible. I was going to say, like, yeah, they were, they were like, wow, they were really, like, you know, intent on filming all this stuff. I'm like, and this documentary is intent on showing all of it. Yep. 
Man, they showed a lot of titties. That was wrong. Here they are, just so you <laughs> look, get a sense. Look at it. Look at all that. Look at all the titties they're showing. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Don't you hate that? <laughs> also, side note, his must he's oh, rocking the hell out of that mustache. I know. It it Yes, she is correct. Show us your yeah. dick. Free the peen. Free the peen. <laughs> That's the tagline of this episode. Free the peen. <laughs> free, free the peen. Why would you want to count it? <laughs> <laughs> and this guy was around in the 60s. <laughs> Can I just say that whoever they got to do the body art there was not very good? It's it's freaking airbrush art. Like you can't expect a whole lot. I hope that guy is not a listener. Hey, Mike, that was me. <laughs> I like. <laughs> He's our biggest fan. I like and you this just whole insulted idea. him. He. I like that. There's just this feel in the air. It was in the air. Oh, I know, right? It's so annoying. I don't know what it was. You know Every, what? Everyone, I think everyone it was, was in the air. so crazy. <laughs> Didn't provide enough water. You know what? I think it was in the air. What could be done? <laughs> it's a Trump reference, I think, right? After Trump told that person, uh, you could, he'll take the heat. He'll pay for your legal bills. Oh, is that what that was? I think that's sort of what he was referencing. Preach. Also, yeah, like... Comrade it's becoming Dexter. it's becoming more and more apparent that there's a huge disconnect between what's happening on stage and what's happening in the crowd. Yep. Like this these are not the same festivals. Hmm. Get right into self-esteem right after that. <laughs> <laughs> like it can't feel good to like come out as an artist and like you know you're you're coming out ready to play a set for these people and then you just you see what's happening, like, ugh. Yeah. That's gotta feel awful. Was he struggling to write on there, on the sheet of paper? It was all crossed out. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Dexter, what happened? Age happened, pal. What do you oh. mean? Uh, no, I was going to say. Like, what happened? Why doesn't <laughs> he look Anthony. the same? Is that what you're asking? Why does he look it, the same? To hell with him for getting old. I have some bad news to, uh, for you about aging. <laughs> Time is coming for all of us, Anthony. You know what yeah, it is? It's a quote. He got, he got really into Trader Joe's faux Takis. <laughs> you can so, pry these Takis from my cold, uh, dead, uh, flavor-dusted hands. <laughs> My cold, dead orange fingers. <laughs> to quote Smash Mouth, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> Are they the first ones to ever think something like that? <laughs> it's profound. 
Why did they that we thought nothing of it of the time? That is such a idiotic remark. Yeah, this, as, I as, if, as, if, as if nobody protested. These documentaries drive me nuts in this way with these guys who make these grand statements like, and nobody cared. We were all okay with it. As if, like, you spoke for an entire decade. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Mm. Yeah. I can kind of see a little bit of both angles, though, just because the um, prominent sentiment of, of the culture kind of shifted. And I, yeah. yeah, there we go. Why Clef Jean? Um, well, that... Yeah, you can, but there's a better way of saying that. But then again, it is a documentary and you need to condense it. But you got to have those sound bites. I, I, I don't know how. Yeah, I feel like that just leads to people sort of like. Whatever. I think I know what you mean. <laughs> it leads. Well, it leads people like to that idea. Like, well, uh, it basically leads to that phrase that we always hear, like. Um, we didn't used to be so sensitive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. People are like, we didn't used to, you know, get angry about everything. And it's like, well, it was always like shitty. It's just that the shittiness was so mainstream. Mm hmm. What's his name? Gavin Rossdale, right? He was, uh, that was Gwen Stefani's husband, wasn't it? Aren't they like they divorced were... now and he's dating or she's dating, you know, cool stepdad, uh, Blake Shelton. Right. I think they're married now. I think they got married. But yeah, I think that he was her other husband. Her first husband. <laughs> <laughs> they're having a time lighting that guitar on fire. I know. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> What record? Hmm. I cannot tell. Oh shit. Holy shit. I mean that shit. sounds so good. It does. <laughs> Look at that. That is literally an ocean of people. I would love to see corn in this big of a venue. It would be fucking incredible. I love his jacket.
<laughs> Spirit levitated. Oh. Damn. Uh. <laughs> Hold the camera still. I'm getting sick. <laughs> Dear God. To the med tent. Has that ever happened to you guys, like at a festival? Nah, no. I drink water. Nice. Or, do you mean pulled to the front, like uh, from the pit? No, I, no. But like, have you ever had like a medical issue? Yeah. But. Uh... Okay, bro. Weird thing to say. <laughs> I always say that. I I asked if you wanted paper or plastic, sir. <laughs> That's an EMT 90, joke. Woodstock 99 was the greatest disaster ever. <laughs> okay. Are you a doctor? Do you have a, are, are you a doctor? <laughs> Oh, he is. It is the EMT. Wasn't sure who it was. My TV was skipping, so I had to line it back up again. Um, well, to catch you up, people are are suffering dehydration and heat exhaustion, and nobody drinking water. I'm always prepared to be baked. A. I'm not. I'm not gonna dignify that. It's okay. <laughs> if I made one person laugh, even if it's just myself. Four dollars in but 1999. The beer was. The beer yeah. was probably two bucks. <laughs> Did you see the food was tomato soup and corn? Oh God! Firefest. Oh, we spent all the money on the axe. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No one heard of hiding things in your sock. Nobody. Or your or your butt. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. 
Jesus. Do you have a pulse? (laughs) (laughs) Even so, optional. What's your What's your name? Can you spell it? (laughs) Was that girl eating yogurt in the heat? Who takes yogurt with them to a fucking festival? This is why. This is why it failed. (laughs) And I will stand by that decision. It was the right call. If the Facebook shutdown had gone on like another two hours, this is probably where it would have. This is probably where what would have happened. Am I the only one who was enjoying the absence of social media? Everyone was, but no one could post about it, so you think you're the only one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Ugh. Stay away from my talkies, you little monster. (laughs) Goddamn. Jesus. One thing I really appreciated about Bottle Rock this year was how... Let's go playing it. Oh my god. God. One thing I really appreciated about Bottle Rock this year was that even on day three, the porta potties were pristine. They were cleaning them hourly. That's good. You absolutely have to, because then this happens if you don't. (laughs) People want to play in it. Yeah. Why would you zoom in on that? These cam the people with the cameras at this festival just That's not because focusing all you had on were the right camcorders. Things. Nobody had iPhones. That doesn't mean you can't point them somewhere else. They zoomed into a pile of shit. I think about we know, all the we, time. We, we know what's in there. I think all the time about how like documentation even 20 years ago was very sparse. It was just whoever happened to bring a camera or a camcorder. Now I'm sure that you could go to a music festival and see everything from every angle angle at every minute of the day. Ugh. I thought for a second they were going to, I thought he was going to say like, we're signing petitions about the water shortage. Like they organized like in <laughs> inside, <a day>. the <laughs> <Pittsburgh>. inside <laughs> of the festival, a faction formed within the festival. <laughs> Um, apparently at Coachella, they're, uh, 
or I think it's Coachella, certain festivals, they have sections now that are just for the security. Um, like whole camps of people there, like company towns basically built for the people working security. Oh, Isn't yeah. That wild? Yeah, I remember like one time, the one of the, I think it was the last time I was at Coachella, I had to go back um, to the Lost and Found like after they had shut down on the last, on the last day of the first weekend. And I was like driving, trying to get to where I needed to go. And yeah, like I saw those camps and it was all the people that were like working there. There's just entire campsites just for them, like mm. security and everybody who had to stay. It was pretty wild. All right, wow. guys, no wrong answers. What's your opinion of Kid Rock and this set? I haven't seen the set. I was going to say, I haven't seen it. Um, I mean, he was fun at the time, wasn't he? <laughs> this guy has never heard of Lincoln Park in his whole damn life. <laughs> oh. I want that. I think I have some Jameson. You want some? No, I want the inflatable. I want the big Jim Beam inflatable bottle. I'm sending a picture of this boy to the group chat because he's just too much. <laughs> it's just going to be him looking up at the camera, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this must be what Drew was talking you. about. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Moby. <laughs> Also, I was going to say, also, let's let's move on to a different interviewee, maybe. Wow. Okay. No, thank you. So what are your thoughts on this set, Anthony? <laughs> well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're not good ones. <laughs> Look, that's always been there and it hasn't gone away. It just depends on like what bands and artists you're looking at. I mean, DaBaby recently like said some really homophobic things during his set. Mhm. Hmm. Was it Oh my god, Jewel. It's been a minute. Hey girl. Mm. My, my, my. Oh, baby Dave Grohl. Hmm.
Looks like there was no shortage of Pepsi and Mountain Dew. <laughs> Do it for Johnny, man. <laughs> Do it for Johnny. Oh, dear God. That lace front shirt. I know we're supposed to be like commenting on this, but I'm kind of like engrossed. Yeah. <laughs> What he's saying seems to be the antithesis of what this whole documentary is talking about. Like, he's giving us a play-by-play -play of the justification for this type of music. Yeah. He's basically saying, it was just the time. It was what we were doing. Yeah, but also it, it was the way, it was this, It was the way it was. It's also from, like, this sense of disenfranchisement. It's not just mm -hmm. white people being angry <sighs> and wanting to be angry and, like, embracing the quote troglodyte elements of rap and hip-hop thanks moby but like like new metal was like giving voices to people's frustration at being kind of like this left behind generation <laughs> upbeat music Had Columbine happened at this point? I forget. Three months before. All right, they're just uh, saying it. Shit. Mm. Come on, Maureen. Okay, dude. Wow. He thought he really thought he did something there too, didn't he? <laughs> that that was gonna kick off his next campaign. That that, <laughs> that was the line that was gonna do it. And that man grew up to be Donald Trump. <laughs> and that can, little girl? Yeah, that can. little girl was him. <laughs> The 
this journal. <laughs> who's this whose journal is this again uh the this Some dude attendee? that they're interviewing his friend like he was journaling the whole time mm-hmm And if there's any listeners who don't know what a journal is, it's like a blog or, you know, it's like, it's like your, uh, your Facebook wall, if you still use Facebook, but on paper. I'm not sure what he was doing, but I'm, I'm, I was kind of digging the full body red paint. That was kind of cool. This is what, by day two? Oh, God. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, but maybe you should be doing a better job, dude. <laughs> maybe these were things we should have thought of before the festival. <laughs> it's basically Flotopia. <laughs> UCSB reference for everyone who hasn't gone there. <laughs> the real ones now. Oh. Jesus. Shout out to uh, Comic Sans. <laughs> I love that that's what you pulled from that moment. <laughs> you stand yeah, that was, No, that that was pretty horrific for sure. That is horrific. Yes, that is a horrific font. A horrific, a horrific event, horrific font. <laughs> that was the real tragedy. Was the, <laughs> that's, comics, yeah. that, that does suck though, right? It's like, I'd rather be dirty. I'd rather be filthy for the next two days and take a shower in that fucking place. And I, I agree. 
He didn't. These people are anti-vax. <laughs> these people are anti-vaxers now. Yeah. Oh God. Not that wasn't a reaction to the song. It was to uh, the security guards. I was gonna say, don't be hating on Alanis. Jag- <laughs> Jagged Little Pill has only gotten better as I've gotten older. The second episode of this documentary series uh, is supposed to be about her. It's called Jagged, and she just came she, out and said that she does not endorse it and that it wasn't the story she wanted to tell. So we have to watch it. Yes, next on Quarantunes she, and Tumblers. She missed an uh, she missed an opportunity to say he died at ninety nine, eh? Mm. <laughs> 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 That's like. Barely this better than so lame. That's like barely better than her being like he died at Rome, New York. <laughs> <laughs> it could take people completely out of the moment. She says the next generation, millennials, as if we don't have anything to fight against. No, I think she said the X generation. Okay. The DMX generation. The DMX generation. Free the peen. Thank you. I love when festivals do that, though. When festivals mix it up to a to an insane degree, like literally There's something, something for, for everybody. I love that. Yeah, I like that, and I think there's there's a way to do that, but to also have somewhat of a coherent vision, you yeah, know, or something tying them together. Mm-hmm. Elvis Costello played. Huh, I didn't know that. Maybe they were just riled up because they love Alanis. Yeah. Maybe they love this song. <laughs> how does that how does that song not light a fire in your pants? I got I don't I don't know about you, but you hear about a man who wins the lottery and then dies the next day. <laughs> that makes me so mad. <laughs> it speaks to me. <laughs> It's like that time I had 10,000 spoons and all I needed was a knife. <laughs> who who would just give give people microphones like that? That was him? I guess so.
Can you back up, Fred? Thank you. I love the dad he has become at Lollapalooza 2021. <laughs> that doesn't thrill me. <laughs> You're alone. <laughs> <laughs> that set is actually pretty awesome with him in his raincoat wearing, you know, the, the Fu Manchu and the, and the dad wig. I'm okay. <laughs> he played Minnie Me in Austin Powers, right? Yeah. I think he's dead too. Vern, Vern Troyer? Yeah, I think he's dead. That's right. I remember he was on The Surreal Life. I used to watch that show. Oh. How many mosh pits are there? Oh, two. I only oh. see two. <laughs> there, there were two mosh pits. <laughs> <laughs> no one else could move. God, no one probably swept, slept, yeah. God, can you imagine? That middle finger? That was it. That was the spark. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone saw those fingers. Fred, come on now, Fred. Hey, hey now. Well, that's not very that's... nice to the makers of Birkenstocks. Burks that... are good for my arches, Fred. <laughs> it's not a very nice thing to say to rusted root. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just on the side of the stage, just looking down at the floor, just very <laughs> sad. In your life. In sure, your life. <laughs> if you only look at a few bands on the lineup. Like, I think we've already established, like, how diverse this lineup truly was. Yeah. But they were also saying how they would, like, block certain groups together. I think that's what, like, the point is, really. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're going to have this, uh, <laughs> we're going to have the frilly pretty things first. And then we're just going to break stuff later. <laughs> See, there we go. <laughs> Break stuff. <laughs> Do crime. It's giving me goth gambit from X-Men. Yeah, I love that this dude, like if you watch any of their sets, he's the only one like in face paint and like weird outfits and the rest of the band is just normal. Well, like normal with qu- quotations. <laughs> I was going to say. Oh, He's, it's in just full, like they got- he's in full he's in full beat every time painted for the gods. <laughs> Fred, these aren't even the lyrics, you're just yelling. <laughs> okay, so that's exactly what I imagine I would have to expect if I ever went to see Limp Biscuit Life. I'm gonna leave covered <laughs> in shit and piss. <laughs> so do certain podcasts please drink responsibly 
I think now is a terrific time to get into what we would drink to this uh, this documentary in Toons and Tumblers fashion. Hmm. I would burn four dollar bills and drink water. <laughs> King shit. I can't even follow that. <laughs> I'd have some uh, sobe water. Is that the one with the gecko on it? Oh my I god! Remember you, that. you just did something to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my body just had a reaction to what you just said. <laughs> just the opaque, weird colors. <laughs> what Holy I would shit. do is I would take a Capri Sun, turn it sideways, and like stab it in the middle because I'm super hardcore, and then I would drink that. <laughs> You'd shotgun it. Yeah, You'd shotgun shot- a Capri Sun. <laughs> you never did that. You're like, look how cool I am. I used to I used to clip the tops off of like two Capri Suns and put them in a big glass with ice. Are they like they're clear, right? Like they, they oh, yeah. don't have color. No, no. There's like there's like maybe a slight tint because who knows what the fuck is in them. But yeah, they're basically just clear. I miss Snapple. Does Snapple still exist? I haven't been able to find it recently. Dude, yeah. I love Snapple. Yeah. yeah, it's out there. I love the I Snapple always- facts. I love but to do, especially during the summer. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ren. Sorry. Apparently, the Snapple facts are not always true. Uh, do they have a Snapple fact checker? No, they're, apparently it's a disclaimer where they say these aren't, I didn't even know this, but apparently they're not always true. They're not peer-reviewed? <laughs> There's just an asterisk like, hey, this could be a lie. I think so, though. Like, it's something like that. That's funny. It, I wonder if they're just like covering their asses. Some intern gets to, you know, throw a fact onto one of the caps one day and he just didn't do enough research. So they're like, hey, we might have, you know, Jim might put something out there and it just might not be true. I love how this organizer is just like passing the buck to Fred Durst like this poorly planned festival was all his fault. Yeah. (laughs) Like, dude, you're the one who didn't plan for this. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, your biscuit is limp. This is not on Fred Durst. You know, at a normal no, music festival, they have more than <laughs> a few porta potties that nobody cleans, and more than a tot between the the women in the men's bathroom. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> sounds like you're doing like um like an old John Travolta. <laughs> he oh sounds God, like an old John oh Travolta. Exactly. Thank you, corn dude. <laughs> Thanks, corn man. Flies away. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we keep. Oh shit oh. yeah that is not <laughs> oh. what they're implying is not good mm-hmm. oh but this is man you talk about energy boiling over yeah wow dude wall street's wild they just do shit like that sometimes yeah we're gonna have a lion in here when we start things off 
Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? I have no idea what the New York Stock Exchange looks like on the inside. Do they just do that? There's apparently yeah like it just showed it right now like there was a lion just like on a wednesday yeah <laughs> there's a fucking lion this is maury he's gonna ring the bell today <laughs> this makes me want to play guitar hero oh yeah <laughs> which uh was that uh was that guitar hero three i thought it was two Three, like, because I remember Killing in the Name, and the, where I started was Guitar Hero 3. That was, that was like, where mm. it really popped off. I don't know. I had a really good time with Guitar Hero 2. Pedro, I like, I'm, like, looking at your Zoom feed, and the, the, uh, the, the TV is exactly my TV. It's kind of weird. <laughs> we did it right. Yeah, I can look at several screens right now and see the documentary. <laughs> We're just really, really good at this. Have you guys like been to a bar where they have um right now where they have like the they have like the plexiglass, you know, between you and the bartenders? And like if there's a bunch of TVs playing different shit, if you sit in the right place you can see like the screen behind you uh, while looking at not, the screens in front of you. Who's doing that right now? I know that they used to like earlier in the pandemic there was more of that, but most of the bars I've been to recently have nothing. Oh yeah, they've been to a couple where they still have that. It's kind of convenient sometimes. I went to a a wine tasting in Napa. I want to say like last August, July, where things were starting to calm down a little bit, and they like it was completely like you could like there was plexiglass between you and the bartender, but also like between you and the person next to you. So you'd step into like what was essentially a little booth to do your wine tasting. Hmm. I'm Sounds into it. Depressing. I'm into it. Yeah, it was also in like the dungeon of a <gasps> castle. Did you see that? No, it's Kazaa. They're using oh, Kazaa. No, it's, no, it's. Oh, was it? It's. I think yeah, it's, Na- it's supposed to be Napster, right? One of them was Kazaa. Oh yeah, um, I remember wow. Lars Ulrich was the big like. You don't steal music. That's my <laughs> jet plane. You're fucking with. <laughs> yeah, well, there's you, a whole there's a whole uh, South Park episode about it. He wasn't wrong though. Yeah, there was what there was Napster, Kazaa, Morpheus, LimeWire was like at the end. Um, damn. Wow. <laughs> I love that he's very committed to that angry face. I'm just always going to agree with Chuck D. <laughs> <laughs> damn fucking right. Oh, wow. They got Dave for this. Wow. Nice. Oh yeah, they were. They played like they were the last artist to play Woodstock. I think. Like, <laughs> Does he have enough? <laughs> Pierogi wants Dave to say it. Oh my god, what does it need? I love this dude's Wisconsin accent. <laughs> oh yeah. 
This is my Everest. That's so depressing. <laughs> Am I? It was <laughs> his cool. Everest. <laughs> How many people do you think went into the mosh pit just to like <gasps> have a breath? You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, my I remember at a music festival with a friend. He had to pee so bad or he was having a panic attack so he had to he like crowd surfed to get out of the crowd and we lost him <laughs> for the night <laughs> stronger together <laughs> Gripping oh. tail. It <laughs> was a really long way to say, so I left. <laughs> <laughs> I went, I looked, I, I turned around. <laughs> I looked around. Not for me. <laughs> this guy looks. Like too young to have been there. He's just yes, got the one Paul of those Road faces. Serum. Yeah, he's timeless. You know, last weekend I went to uh, a mannequin pussy show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but like, uh, sure. Yeah, that is, it's <laughs> does not does not happen to be my kink, but I will hear it. What's yeah, going on? it's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it was like the first punk show I've been to in forever, like a real punk show. And I think like a lot of people don't understand like the type of like just wholesome positivity that like comes out at those shows. Like everyone mm -hmm. there is just kind of part of a family and it's very much the, um, the ideology of like, you know, you're fighting for something you're fighting uh, against things like sexism and racism and at one point like the lead singer was like if you are not uh, dedicated to tearing down um, white supremacy you can get the fuck out of this show right now mm -hmm. I got in the mosh pit several times so you left I, I thought I was gonna say I was gonna say I thought you were gonna say so I left no 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 it was just like you know, you kind of feel, even if you're, like, pushing people, that it's more about shared release than it is about harming somebody. Someone, mm -hmm. you know, I got I got knocked yeah. over at one point, and this, like, very tall man, like, grabbed me and pulled, like, he pulled me to my feet and gave me, like, a, a nice pat on the back, you know? That's why I'm there. And then he shoved you back <laughs> down again. <laughs> yeah. he, said, <laughs> he said, get out of here, kid. <laughs> no, yeah, I've, uh, I've definitely been in... I've definitely... Spears. <laughs> um... New, newly freed Britney. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I've been in mosh pits that, like, like I think one one that I remember being, like, just insanely happy was I was at a real big fish show. Yes! Like, and there's no happier mosh pit than, like, a ska mosh pit. <laughs> Are people, like, high knee kicking, too? Yeah, it, entirely. Like, it's just going in a circle or, like, they're just jumping around like crazy. But everyone's really nice. Like, super, super nice. Yeah, I remember when I saw Mannequin Pussy with Empath a couple of years ago. They um, 
she did like a whole the lead singer did a whole uh like regulating the pit like made mm. sure to speak to that and i remember yeah. someone said thank you pit daddy <laughs> <laughs> and i was i appreciated that she did that. Yeah, I, yeah. I like when they do at that. this show too what i really like is that like their songs are so fast and aggressive but like between songs she like you know kind of draws back in and like the femininity comes out and the softness it's like it's it's this idea that we can embody like multitudes we're not just one thing so she would get really quiet and just be uh, like if you're in the pit and somebody gets knocked down you stop and you pick them back up if somebody loses something everyone stops and you help them find it <laughs> <laughs> And then she would just start shouting again, just like wailing on her guitar. Wait, we're we're talking over the 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 most iconic images of the festival here. Oh yeah, they're tearing down the peace wall. That is sad. I love that guy's quote of uh the real question is why not? <laughs> Ooh, that wow. guy's got skin cancer. Wow. wow. Three days. <laughs> Dude, just take off the shorts. Just get an even one. Get an even tan, please. Yikes. That looks Stephan bad. There's definitely like a certain attitude of like, oh my God, what is happening? Oh boy. Uh I can just like feel the hostility coming out of the TV. Mm. But Drew's absolutely right. Like this part of the festival like is completely reprehensible. Oh. Hundred percent. I'm sad he's not here on this journey with us. This is oh, day two. Okay, right? okay. This this take is extremely hot and extremely wrong, Mister Promoter, dude. Oh, he just said yeah, basically he's, like, well, he's victim blaming these girls yeah, for being yeah. naked and walking around and expecting not to be touched. For basically, quote, asking for it.
Oh, fucking hell. Hmm. I was gonna. I was just about to say. I wonder how many people just left. Ugh. Mm -mm. God. I mean, the place looks absolutely disgusting, too. Day two. I know. Fuck. So wait, Dave went to the show with David? They're a very tight-knit group, yep. David's. this guy dead that's what it, it feels like they're leading they're up to, to. Yeah. oh shit is the lightning storm back sorry you guys aren't looking out your window like at the same time outside yeah currently <laughs> Yeah, I thought that there was Don't just know. lightning crash. The strobe lights are turning back on? Yep. <laughs> God, you guys remember that, or you guys know that feeling of the last day of the festival? Mm. Ugh. Yeah. Like, you're tired, you want, you, you want to finish strong, and then you know you have to leave after. Ugh. But I'll tell you what I live for. Oh, I, whoa. Oh. Oh, shit.
So it's his journal. Mm-hmm. Right. Ryan, you should get that rock on tattooed on your on your arm. <laughs> kind of crossed out and messed up. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. For Dave. Oh, he's looking like uh, David Foster Wallace there. Oh. Oh, poor guy. I am fucking baffled at how bad this got in three days. Oh. Wow. What the fuck? This guy. This... <laughs> Jesus. That's him, right? That's that yep. same guy. God damn. <coughs> Did we get Carson out of the festival? <laughs> Is Carson safe? <laughs> so, huh. Does he say he wasn't on the team as if Kurt, <laughs> like, wait. I didn't really understand what he was saying there. Yeah. It, I might be misunderstanding, but it sounds like he was basically saying we wanted to spin it and Kurt Loder was telling people the truth. Is that what he was saying? Yeah, he, he just had the gall to tell the truth about everything. This prom this promoter guy is a little sketch. Well, he is the same guy who said that the women were at fault for getting groped in the first place. That's fair. Very sketch. I think that his character is very consistent. It's <laughs> a very good way to put it. Yeah, whoever wrote this guy did a very good job. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. God, if I were that guy, I would not be... I would not want to be on camera. Like, I would not want to show my y face. Yeah. Like, I would never want to... <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of baffling. I'm, I'm surprised he came back to do this documentary. Oh, yeah. Jewel on the very last day at 530. That just feels like a bad vibe. Yeah. <laughs> the promoter's in the back. It's up to you, Jewel. 
We need <laughs> you to calm them down. We need you to bring them back to Earth. Well, yeah, a lot of them were Red Hot Chili Peppers fans. (laughs) That's the power of a headliner, people. Well, fuck you. First of all. Oh, oh my God. He's wearing an Undertaker shirt. What song did they do? Do you think they did a door song or? People are strange. Oh, Google knew exactly what I was going to type in. Uh, Creed set list, <laughs> Woodstock 99. Um, with the doors, they did uh, um, Roadhouse Blues, Riders on the Storm, and What's This Life For? Mm. Oh, wow. That's actually pretty cool. It would have been if, you know, all this wasn't happening. They didn't do their big hits. Was this like before that? <laughs> it's like like when speaking did... to nobody. They didn't do Arms Wide Open. They didn't do uh, Higher. But did those come out in like 2000? I don't know. Maybe. No, I'm not a uh, Creed connoisseur. Far from it. I like the Clay cover though. The guy coming out of the ground. Oh, the human Clay? You want to know something funny? I'll say this. It was always available at Best Buy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Always available available at your nearest FYE. Oh, no. What was your final thing? That's what this festival needs. Fire! Uh, So, (laughs) Human Clay. um, I'm part of this group of friends who have a... uh, um, a white elephant party for Christmas every year. I mean, we didn't last mm-hmm. year for the obvious reason, but there's always one gift that keeps getting passed around and around and around, and it is Human Clay by Creed. It is still in its shrink wrap, and it gets re-gifted every year, and the idea <laughs> is to try to hide it. So the last time, it was like this giant frame, and when it was opened, it was like one of those uh, like gold and uh Anthony, gold record. You're talking over uh you're talking oh, over a very important moment here. Oh shit. I'll and continue the story later. Telling them, yeah, well, we need to Oh no. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> no, it, they they hit it in this giant like you know, gold record frame. So with like the the CD just featured right in the middle of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's good. Yeah. I'm always excited to see how they try to hide it next. (laughs) Oh, this guy's a big reader. Lord of the Flies. Oh. (laughs) 
His, his favorite book is Catcher in the Rye. Reads one. Weeds reads uh one book. This is this has got very Lords of the Flies uh, vibes. <laughs> you guys read of Mice and Men? <laughs> Way to step up, John. <laughs> guys, hey, hey, you guys, come on. You guys. Hey, hey, you put that fire out. Guys. <laughs> hey. Fire's not cool. It's not sexy. It's <laughs> <laughs> not good for metrics. It's up to you, Anthony. Kitas. <laughs> Uh, no, I was like, I'm not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he was uh, um, really attractive in 1999. Girl. Yeah. So this was what he did to... That was the response, huh? They just had fire like in their arsenal, like ready to go? No, well, that, that was... Uh, they had a cover on the uh, Mother's Milk album of it. It was a big hit for them. They also seem like the kind of band, though, that could easily just improv something if they had to. Like, hey, we're going to yeah. play this, we're going to play this. So, ultimateclassicrock.com ran a piece in July of this year that said, do Red Hot Chili Peppers regret their decision to cover Jimi Hendrix's fire during Woodstock 99? <laughs> I mean... We just play what we see, okay? <laughs> what the fuck are they going to do? You know what? I went under the bridge one night and I rode under the oh. bridge. <laughs> he didn't even have the sock on his dick for this one. Free in, he's freeing the peen. Way to go, Flea. Free the peen. Free the peen. Flee the peen. It's, it really is hard to know. Well. Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> Things were getting pretty bad. <laughs> oh. Oh, shit. Yikes. I just hope Carson was okay. <laughs> Dude, this will fit right in my dorm. Grab it. Grab the speaker. <laughs> Is Carson safe? <laughs> Guys. Come on. Stop that. Dude, that's fucking scary. Yeah, so I burned one of the supply trucks at Woodstock, and then yeah. I was in uh, I was in geometry class by 10 a.m. <laughs> Next day. God, I remember when I could do that. Party all night, go to class the next day, and take good notes. You took notes? Yeah, I took notes. I was one of those. <laughs> you're one of those. You're one of those students. Yep. You know what? I'm very surprised that my HBO can stream on three different screens at once. 
life hack. Tunes Tell the Tumblr people. spam. Tell the people. <laughs> We're going to drop my login in in the <laughs> in the episode description, and you can join us. We're gonna see how far we can take this. <laughs> At least we're getting more dick now. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> That's gonna be uh, everyone's Instagram bio for like 2022, hopefully. At least we're getting more dick now. <laughs> hey! Hey! <laughs> When this tent's a rockin', don't come in and in and knockin'. <laughs> I like this guy who's like, we were throwing pretzels and burning stuff like a couple of idiots. And then the riot just sort of happened. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm also wondering how many of these people were the ones, like, criticizing the protests last year. That's not how you do that. Steve Jobs was there and stole some jeans, and that's how he started Apple. <laughs> those are the only clothes. some Jankos. <laughs> those are the only clothes he had left after the festival. <laughs> Look at this free stuff! Wow. Ah, uh, poor guy. Yeah. Whoa. This is not who we are. <laughs> Say Lord of the Flies again. <laughs> this guy. Here I am again like a like a damn idiot sexually assaulting this girl. <laughs> Dude, seriously. Like a freaking knucklehead, I, I bashed this guy's head in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it was crazy. I murdered someone. Fucking insane. Uh <laughs> <laughs> These poor, like security guards that were like yeah it'll be a good it'll be some good extra money for the holidays coming up <laughs> the things that, that the was things a great he's seen. Choice. Yeah. Which was
Hell yeah. Yeah. His hair is amazing. <laughs> Did they say how much the tickets were? Hmm. Do you have a question? <laughs> would or you, you just gonna criticize? Would you just? Would you just? Yeah. If you'd shut up, I can answer. <laughs> oh, keep spinning it. Keep spinning it, buddy. Take the L, man. I know. Oh, please. Jesus. Ah, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> what a reference. <laughs> I know. <laughs> This is a weird shift, isn't it? <laughs> this yeah. documentary was paid for by Coachella. By Golden Voice. <laughs> yeah, we're coming back. We're coming back stronger than ever. Also, Vulture did a great piece about this and about the um, the the kind of engrandizement of Coachella at the end of the documentary and being like, well, I mean, people have gotten sexually assaulted at Coachella too and prices are gouging as well. Like... Oh, yeah. yeah. This is just optics. Oh, completely. Coachella just looks better on Instagram. I mean, it, obviously, I mean, there's a good to, there's good to it, but there's also bad to it because people tend to fucking suck. And it's the same with most festivals, I'm sure, unfortunately. They didn't say the, shit about the umbilical ICP. boys. What happened to the umbilical boys? <laughs> I want to know about the umbilical boys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> By anyone who has put on a festival before, I'm sure. To me, the biggest tragedy is that we didn't see enough peen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking, would things falling apart be all that bad? <laughs> oh, Moby also played at Coachella that year. Someone's playing favorites. That was sort of. <laughs> so that was a weird, like, little. But it's all good because Coachella happened and that was fine. <laughs> like what that was that was a weird Co Coachella made up for everything detour. yeah 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 what I'm what I'm getting from this is a, a lot of people walked away from this who shouldn't have yep. yeah like at every level Fucking insane. Hmm. Yep, that's what happened. Easy. Uh, uh. No, no thanks. Yeah, but you <laughs> tried to in 2019 and it didn't work. I, never. I just try to never say never. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> the kids it was aren't all right. It was <laughs> just the time. Oh gosh. It was just the time. Everyone was rioting everywhere. <laughs> it was just, it was contemporary. Only 44. Oh. Huh? Wow. What Why the fuck talk is that about? that? About? Why are you talking about that? <laughs> what is Why? this? What? Here's the thing. I'm a oh, fan of Coachella. Yeah. I like Coachella, but what the... Get <laughs> what are you touting it? Is it like the ethical alternative to this? <laughs> they must have gotten they, a lot of money from Coachella. So if, so if you guys don't want Woodstock 99 to happen again, you better go to Coachella. What? It was like... Did you see that part about it, it only brought the town $200,000? That was a weird. I love that. That's like what we're looking at here. Yeah, that was the. Oh yeah, I don't. It didn't make uh, yeah, us forget enough all money. The, that police report. It didn't make. Guys, yeah, it you didn't know make what happened? Money yeah, for you know what town. happened? Didn't make us nearly enough money. <laughs> what the? Fucking this is crazy. a very confused. <coughs> what? What? Is, is, what do they want from us here? What's the? <laughs> I don't know. Here's I, I just a bunch of shit that happened. <laughs> I did not come to Coachella in 2022. Oh, there's the sock. <laughs> Get rid of it. Get rid of that sock. Goodness. Well, um, what, it's a wood sock. I'm not like I, I, my stomach <laughs> so is, is kind of turning 99. after watching that, and I'm I'm only thinking Same. half of it was because of the talkies. <laughs> Dude, oh, yeah, that that was like not that, talkies, like, what, oh, Trader Joe's. Yeah, sex. you need to stop. You need to stop calling them that. But um, what? Just. Ugh. There's a lot of disgusting going on. I muted these credits uh, so I can at hear that y'all. festival.
it's just mm. yeah i really in i just don't like that final sentiment about how um coachella solved all of the problems yeah i don't think i i don't i don't like that that was sort of the the resolution i'm not wild about them ending on like it didn't even make the town that much money oh like, no well yeah and then also i guess they, okay they, they, this is what i was looking for wait right. what, what does it say on your screen because it, it didn't it, say it on mine oh if if you or someone you know you know okay. if you're a sexual assault a helpline and all that that's great um but i mean Play it right before the credits. Oh, and wait, now there's a big Coachella 2022 banner after it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and wow, they just charged my bank account. Guess I'm going to Coachella. <laughs> yeah. My HBO Max account just got charged. <laughs> $900. No, I uh, I did not. If you're going to... Maybe they felt like they needed to say, well, not all festivals are terrible. Like... We've had strides yeah. made, but there's so many success stories. Like, why just talk about Coachella? It's weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said previously, like Coachella also has like a sordid history with sexual assault occurring at its festival. Mm -hmm. So why are you saying that this is better? And and why are you pointing at, quote, angry music being the impetus of all this? Like, people, well, yeah. Every time something like like this goes on, like people tend to do that, right? Like it was the same thing with like Columbine and all that. It was like, well, these kids were listening to Marilyn Manson, so it's pretty clear that this is where things were headed. Yeah. Instead of looking at systemic problems within like your system, you're just pointing at these scapegoats that can, like, oh, you know, if you got rid of the rock music we'd be fine. And then you just yeah. keep doubling down and making things worse for the people who are upset. It's Damn, just, easier. We, it's just we, easier for the parents who don't want to take responsibility for mm -hmm. anything. If only we would have gotten, uh, um, 98 degrees, LFO, Maxwell, it Eagle Eye Cherry. There would have been no assault. <laughs> I forgot about Eagle Eye Cherry. Damn, if only we would have gotten fastball. Much different event. <laughs> Fastball. Had nothing to do with us not hiring enough security, providing enough water. Like, I want to see a documentary about that. Like, how that completely fell apart. I want to see a documentary about that dude what? who kept passing the buck. Dude, the promoter? And also the... Well, because a lot of what I started thinking of was uh, the early FYFs. Um, I don't know if you guys... Oh, I think you've told me a story or two. Yeah, those are obviously not nearly as bad as what happened here, but right. it was the kind of thing where they ran out of water at 5 p.m. one year. They ran out of food. You know, they were had confiscated inhalers. There was, it, it was a complete mess, and it was completely could have been avoided, and it was totally mm -hmm. incompetent, and that was like in 2010, 2011, mm -hmm. and they didn't, and there was just a lot of bad stuff and it just it it's yeah it, it all these potentially avoidable things or e sorry not potentially easily avoidable things and what what is the takeaway here why i'd love to just see a whole thing on festivals that fell apart and and 
can't that never happen again? <laughs> like, why does that? Yeah, right. Like, what is the deal? <laughs> why have we not learned anything? And this documentary is doing exactly what it purports not to do by showing us Columbine, which is, you know, that that reporter right. for um, Spin Magazine was saying, like, uh, that, you know, politicians are passing the buck. But this documentary is doing the same thing, too. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's trying very hard to point at at peripheral things that had nothing to do with the core issue of why this was a spectacular failure. And it had nothing to do with Fred Durst causing a riot. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Well, I also love that, like, we didn't know the kind of music that Limp Bizkit made. We didn't know what Fred Durst was going to do. We had no <laughs> idea who these people were when we invited them to come play this fucking show. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You, they obviously knew it was like what they were doing. They blocked all these bands together. <laughs> and people were telling them during these press conferences that things weren't going well out there. And and they're just like, stop criticizing us. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like the end of day one, everyone's like, so this isn't looking good. This, this is getting <laughs> weird. Day one. On, it, 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 the way things mm. like go so bad, it, it looks like something that could happen in like a week. But Jesus Christ, what was so what was Drew going back to what Drew, how Drew introduced it? Um, what was his gripe? I can't quite remember. He was saying that criticism. this documentary tries to draw a straight line from the angst, like the white male angst that took place at this festival to the January 6th riots. But that's ignoring two decades of context and history. Um, Did it? Did it? Do we think that it did try to I do that? Was I that might the implication? Mi- I might have missed that. I, I don't I guess... think that it did, but it was like implying there, there was that thing at the end where like, and this anger was taken to the message boards and got radicalized, and I'm just like, yeah, uh, but like in a small way. Also, it was suggestive, suggestive, yeah. Yeah, the thing is, I listened to Lincoln Park, and I listened to like some Limp Biscuit growing up, but I I didn't want to just like break stuff all the time. <laughs> Like it's yeah, the music isn't the problem. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Although I think some it's of the pretty... most peaceful some of the most peaceful people I know listen to the darkest metal. Right. Drew is one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> John well, Jonathan Davis, I think also, now that I'm thinking about it, I guess he he made like a reference to the to Trump a little bit, I think, with that comment about um, you know, go ahead and beat the shit out of that guy i'll take the heat you know you consume me i'll 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 take the rap i incited it that's all good Mm -hmm. so i guess there were little it was implying that i guess um yeah i don't know hmm well listeners yeah (laughs) mostly it just feels like hey look this really stupid thing happened yeah they're not really giving us nobody really nobody really knows why but don't worry (laughs) Coachella is happening next year. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you know what, guys, guys, maybe we now. should. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't criticize. <laughs> Have you ever tried to throw a festival? No. <laughs> Interesting coming from someone who's never booked a festival. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a weird ending because you're showing all that stuff like fuck profit stock and all that stuff, and then. Coachella 2022. Can you imagine if somebody 
them saying making that argument for a show today like um yeah damn uh the baby uh that was the reason why a bunch of people got hurt that weekend right <laughs> oh, he God. played that song uh rockstar <laughs> like i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure more people were in the crowd were like who is this <laughs> You mean the song with the mandolin hook? That's what made everyone punch each other? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, you I also what, think... Like, you never know what'll set these people off. <laughs> also, I think this is kind of a, a peripheral point, but there are so many festivals nowadays. We're kind of... Like, there's this huge glut of festivals. Everyone has a festival. Like, Tempe, Arizona is throwing a festival next year that is a music and baseball festival. Which is the most niche thing. Haven't I've ever you fucking been heard wanting of. that? Yeah. Haven't you been craving <laughs> the melding of music and baseball? I, I was. It was like Stereo Gum or Consequence had broke that story, and somebody in the comments was like, "I was wondering why I've never heard of all the supporting acts." <laughs> <laughs> it's just the names what, of like baseball they, players. <laughs> I was gonna say, what happens like? Okay, band comes on, band leaves, baseball player comes up and just hits a few balls. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, pitcher comes out, tries to throw the fastest he can. And now here's and then, corn. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think that there were that many festivals back in the 90s. Like There, there mm -hmm. weren't like a hundred a year happening in every city across the globe. Yeah, it definitely didn't seem like it was an industry yet. At least not like here. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it was already. It was probably already happening in like you know Europe and stuff, but I'm not sure. Yeah, well, you can't make Moby happy with every single one of them. <laughs> That's every festival's biggest goal: just make Moby happy. I'm surprised uh, we didn't see Eminem at that festival. Was he on the lineup? I don't think so. But he was, yeah, that was like, w was the uh, the Marshall Mathers? Uh, I think he, I think he blew up like just after this, didn't he? Like, yeah, ninety nine, two thousand. That had to be like right when he was hitting it big. I think so. Hmm. Anyway, well, I mean, to be to be fair, there were plenty of bands that we didn't get to see, but mostly because they didn't serve the story oh that was yeah beaten. yeah yeah what like, about rusted root <laughs> we didn't see any we didn't see james brown or rusted roots they did they did play a little bit of the james brown a little bit right at the beginning mm. yeah in his glorious blue suit i think another r.i.p man mm. two decades uh, for for a uh for fans for people who want to know the slim shady lp came out in 97 the first one. Oh, holy shit uh, we were wrong but Very. but that was not like a hit. Um, the Slim Shady mm. LP, which had uh, "My Name Is," was yeah. ninety nine, February ninety nine. Okay, okay. For the record. So yeah, it was probably Anyhow. like you know by that time they'd already booked everyone. <laughs> right. All right. Well, oh, shall we, we just wrap heard. It? We just heard about this kid. Yeah, I think I think uh, we we've taken enough of your time, dear listeners. I'm not sure <laughs> if or when we're gonna do this again, just because we have a really great slate of interviews coming up. But mm -hmm. if we do, you know, suggest a movie 
uh, hit us up in our DMs or send an email to tunesandtumblerspod at gmail.com. Um, we used to say, you know, make sure it's on Netflix, Amazon, or Hulu, but we don't care. We're, we're not going to be like Lars Ulrich and get mad if you, uh, if you torrent a movie. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if it's on Acorn, Roku, Sundance now. Acorn? We'll want- Isn't that like a finance app? No. <laughs> They're diversifying. <laughs> I think Acorn TV. Yeah, we won't we won't go all the East Patrol on you. You you do what you got to do. uh, British shows, I think. Well, we have reached the end of my (laughs) of my mixer's ability to record because we've been going so long. But thank you guys for joining us on this. I'm going to go open my second my second bag of Trader Joe's knockoff delicious uh, um, rolled corn tortilla chips. (laughs) <laughs> all right <laughs> rolled tortilla snack and thank you all for listening to tunes and tumblers tunes and tumblers is an atwood magazine podcast and a member of the pantheon podcast network be sure to like the show atwood and pantheon on every platform and be sure to check out some of pantheon's other great music-based podcasts Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out a lot. And if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, there is a direct link where you can donate to the pod so that we can pay Drew to keep recording so that he doesn't bail halfway through an episode and also to pay for these delicious drinks that we sometimes have. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franz Blau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. And until next time, cheers. 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 Cheers.